Twisted Games. Hey guys, welcome to Twisted Games. This is Amber. And I'm Monica. Valentine's is around the corner. Now, do you guys celebrate a big? Like, mm. I know we're going to dinner, Mm-mm. but... This is actually one of the first years in a yeah. very long time we've celebrated. So. Yeah, same. I think we've celebrated Valentine's, like, legit, like a date night type mm-hmm. theme. Mm, three times in our relationship? Really? Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually it's, like, big group events for people that are single or, like, their spouses or overseas, you know, okay. like, in the yeah. military yeah. or something. Because we don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Us either. But... I think the last time, one of the last times we celebrated, I was pregnant, 20, and Keith took me to Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was classy AF at 20 years old, so he won that night. Can I tell you that, like, I've had a lot of people I went to high school with, and they got married shortly after high school. Mm-hmm. and. They were all proposed to at Olive Garden, and they were really excited, and none of those marriages last. <laughs> well, Keith did not propose those, so <laughs> That's a win. That's probably why but we're like, 13 years in. <laughs> all, yeah. Please don't propose at Olive Garden. Unless you, like, own an Olive Garden or, sure. like, you met there. I don't yeah. know. Unless it's something super cute. Something but, super sentimental But because you like the breadsticks, it's not a good effort. No. <laughs> God, do you remember? I don't know about you, but, like, when I was growing up, uh, if you were taken to a date... At Olive Garden, it was fucking classy. Well, that used to be because that was kind of pricey for like mm-hmm. high schoolers, right? Yeah, like, yeah. No, that pricey. was that was the it place. For the us only time we I will younger. go to Olive Garden, um, which is like never, but like if I was with someone, like a friend or a coworker, and they're like, "Oh my god, we really gotta do Olive Garden," I would go for the soup and salad, a hundred percent. But anything else, I'm like, I'm sorry no. if you really love Olive Garden, listeners. Um, there are far better Italian in the world. I was going to say, you Even have in Italian Colorado. in your family. Yeah. I have Italian, like, fresh off yeah. the boat Italian. Yeah. And, like, last names and everything yeah, Italian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> like, last name is hardcore. You've got eight different vowels yeah. in it. So. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. So, yeah. It feels a little sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely I can definitely get behind that, for sure. Nothing about wrong, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, like, yeah, if that's what you know. Like I said, it was classy AF when I yeah. did not have the Italians in my family. <laughs> until you learned. Yeah, until I learned. Until you got learned. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Mm. So I saw this really cool Valentine's thing, though, and I was going to do it for you, but I was like, ah. I'm going to try to text your husband and be like, please do this for Monica. <laughs> what is it? And so... I won't do it now because I'm going to say it, but it was the coolest thing. You take a stuffed animal and you take the seam out and you put a gift in there and then you sew it back up. And then when you give it, I would give you a knife to kill your yeah. stuffed animal. <laughs> and then you would tear into it and find the gift. Love that. So I was like, oh I my God, that. it's like murder bears. I love that. I know. I don't want to murder so, bears, but I want to murder a bear. But like, I mean, yeah. But then I was like, is he crafty enough to do that? No. Or he would just be like, could you take care of that? Yeah. And I would foot the bill. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah. I was like, I wonder if she know it was me. That was hard of it. He would give that to me and I'd be like, mm, who helped you with this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that he's not thoughtful. No, he actually did but like, some stuff. But like, murder bear is crafty. But that is crafty <laughs> yeah. Yes. That would Anyways. not be him. That's awesome. But yeah, I thought about you. I love that. It's probably it the makes most Makes me Valentine's. feel warm and fuzzy yeah. inside. <laughs> Uh, um, so honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Your story can fuck off. You texted me earlier. And yeah, I'm so scared. yeah. So I told you to bring your floaties. <laughs> this is another water one. 
I need wine for this. Hold yeah. on, guys. All right. Fill your glass up. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard this headline. Okay. I'm almost positive. Here, I'll take a little more wine since you're pouring. Yeah. Anyways. Well, can we get that on mic? Oh, here yeah. we go, guys. So I'm, I'm positive that you've heard this headline. I don't think, and I'm sure most of our listeners have as well, because it was national news. Like, it was worldwide news, actually. Okay. But I don't think you know all the details with it, especially with your memory. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> why did it call me out? <laughs> You know what's so funny is uh, Google knows me so well because our phones listen to us. And it sent me an article. Like, if you're logged in, it'll send you article suggestions, uh-huh. what it thinks you might read. And the tagline that I read, yes, I almost sent it to you, was that sometimes having a memory problem is healthy for you. Let us explain why. And I was like, yes, bitch. It's like, you're very intelligent yeah, because it you forget does. all it the shit around you. You constantly cycle through and pick uh-huh. what you need and don't. And I was like, no, I don't pick anything. Yeah. I just go with what I want. <laughs> like, I'm a blank slate and but I'm excited for everything. I'm a smart bitch. Super, so super smart. <laughs> yeah. I also heard about that, like, if you don't clean your room, you're super smart. And I'm like, who are making these studies? People that clean the room or people that are very yep. forgetful? Yep. No, listen, I love this. <laughs> I, the article validated everything sure, in my being. Sure, yeah. Let's go with the news that validated us. <laughs> That's key. It's definitely 2022, and I am choosing to believe it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you definitely heard the story. Okay. So the Thai soccer team that was trapped in a cave in 2018. Fuck off, dude. Yeah? Yeah, you've heard the headline, right? Yep. Do you remember anything about Not it? Not a goddamn thing. Okay, yeah, see. I don't know what the young age Alzheimer's is, but Monica It's me. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm one of those news people that sees a headline and I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. And I move on and I don't usually dive that deep into it. Me too. Because I like my warm and fuzzy and then you're like, hey, Amber, let's do this podcast about everything horrible. And so now I have to do research. (laughs) And so now I'm like, fuck me. (laughs) To be fair, I saw the headline, instantly thought, that's fucking horrible and like it was, I knew it was something that was going to give me anxiety mm-hmm. and tr- not anything I wanted to know about. I felt bad for them. And then I was like, no, thank you. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So we're talking about that, that event, which I'm sure everyone has at least heard the headline because it was world renowned mm-hmm. and there was lots of reasons why. So this happened in 2018 in June. So, you know, we're mm-hmm. about three and a half years mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah. On there. Okay. So the soccer team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on, I had to do math. Do real the quick. math. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, I was like, "Isn't it four? No, dude, it's not June. So uh, the coach, who mm-hmm. is Ekapol Chatawang, and I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right, was this 25 year old coach of a youth soccer team. There was 12 boys that he was in charge of. Were youth, and it was 11 to 16 years old. Oh no! So these were boys. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so after soccer, I, I don't recall if it was a game or a practice. I saw kind of misleading things there. But after soccer, the coach took the team to this cave network uh, to celebrate a boy's birthday on the team. And the whole idea, and they mm. were going to the uh, Tam Luang Cave Network, which is a really popular one in Thailand, mm-hmm. where their area was. And it was supposed to be a short trip. They were going to go walk in the cave. The coach has been there before. um, And they were going to go to the back of the cave, write their names on the wall, and then come back out. It was just a celebratory. Innocent. Very innocent. Very fun. Now, this cave is about six and a half miles long. Damn. So it's a long cave. And there's, like, networks. And, you know, it's not like this giant room. Was it natural or was it because of mining? 
Not that it matters, but I'm just curious. It was natural, but, like, the entrance was definitely kind of man-made. Um, because they had, like, railings and some stairs and stuff okay. like that. So oh, the entrance okay. was kind of man-made for there. But the cave itself was pretty natural. And it would be, like, really big caverns and then small areas and big caverns. You know, mm-hmm. it would extend on there. Um, again, short trip after soccer. You know, they rode their bikes there. Um, they only had flashlights, a little bit of rope, and whatever water they had from soccer earlier. Mm-hmm. It was to- totally supposed to be, like, an in-and-out kind of thing. Sure. Okay. Okay. However, while they were inside the cave, it was during monsoon season, and a monsoon hit and flooded the whole entrance of the cave. So it trapped them, and the coach saw the waters rising, and he he was like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, the waters are rising and everything. And he tried swimming into the waters, couldn't find his way, and realized that he wouldn't be able to get all the boys out safely. So it happened hella fast, then. So we can yeah, it was super fast. Monsoons are super, super fast. I wish I'd done the research to look up exactly how much water jumps, but it's, like, insane. Mm -hmm. If you watch Jumanji, they're the monsoons. They fill up the water. (laughs) You you know how we were talking about, I don't know what episode it was. It was recently when we were recording. You were like, uh. We were talking about how, with my details, you were going to put your earphones on. I want to do this with this whole fucking episode. (laughs) I can already tell it's not going to be good. But. No, dude. No. Keep yeah. Going. Okay. So the entrance is flooded and they're trapped inside. The coach tried to swim out, but not able to go anywhere. Oh, you got to think fuck. it's a cave. It's dirty. It's murky. Sure. The rain rose up. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. It makes it thick and sludgy. And, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trapped in part of the cave. Um, and then after oh. it got dark, that's when the family started realizing that their kids weren't home on there. Mm-hmm. You know, in Thailand, I know back in my day, but, you know, in other parts of the world, it's still common to be like, don't come home till the lights come on type yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So they kind of, the families asked around and they realized that all the boys went to this cave. Like, they knew that they were going. They really didn't know where they were at this point. They just realized they weren't home. Right. So they went to the cave and they found all their bikes and soccer cleats, like, locked up on the railing outside oh, the no. cave. And they were like, oh, shit. Like, they're in there. And they saw the water. Some of the parents tried diving into the water to go in the cave. Now, the cave was one and a half miles deep, but the entrance was, like, 280 feet deep. So it sounds like with tides, it probably all does this naturally anyways then. Yeah, during the summer, that's kind of what happens on there. So they're kind of used to the monsoon season, but they weren't anticipating the storm coming through Okay, at that point. So when the re- when the parents realized that the water was just too high and it was blocking the entrance and the parents couldn't get through, they ended up calling the governor and it was determined because it was late at night and dark, there wasn't really anything they could do. There's no way they're going to be able side. to see anything. Yeah. So the next morning, the governor called professional cavers to try to see if they could get into the cave. And it's interesting. How would who would you know how to or who would you call because you could call the cave the like uh-huh. you said, or you could call the divers, but uh-huh. can they either of them do both? Well, so as this gets going, a lot more people get involved. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so the first kind of calls that were made out were professional cavers to try to see if there was a new entry point to the cave okay. on that stuff. So the main entrance was totally flooded and blocked, and they didn't know where in the cave they were. Six and a half miles. Yeah, that's a long. Yeah, like who knows where they're. Yeah, at. where are you at? And so they're trying to find alternate routes in there. Um, they don't know if anyone's alive. They don't know if they drowned or mm-hmm. if there's any dry points within the cave. And the water is high and the passages are all super, super tight for multiple entries. So they weren't really able to get very far within that cave. Oh. So then the Thai Navy SEALs were called in. Damn. Yeah. So these guys, 
super professionals, right? Best divers in the area, most trained. They're going to be the guys. Yeah, they're in there. Um, and they were trying to make maps, guessing the interior of the cave and possible dry locations so they could figure out how to tackle it. Come in from one side? Do you come in from the main side? Like, how do you get in here? The only thing I'd have to say going for them is that they were on foot. They'd left all their bikes. Mm-hmm. They only intended to be in there for a short amount of time. So I, my guess is they wouldn't be too far in. Hopefully. I mean, I know, hope, yeah, hopefully yeah. they didn't decide, you know what, let's just go on a three-mile hike. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they, like you said, they are guessing. But that's that's where my head's at, And their teenage boys. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. they're tired from their soccer. Yeah, teenage boys don't get tired. That's true. They also don't wear <laughs> coats, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get cold. And so, like, mapping out this interior of the cave, and of course, this wasn't really done before. You know, right. and so they're making their best guesses based on people that have visited the cave, what they know of the cave already, and you know where does it dip and where does it come up and where are possible dry spots. Mm-hmm. And they they guessed the first most likely location was about a hundred, or I'm sorry, one and a half miles deep. So down there, wow. And the passages to that location are all underwater in very tight areas. You don't say, and they're dark. You're just hitting all the spots this story. to splash you with a little water, make you feel the realism. If I start getting misted out of somebody, because that's not going to be shocking for your house. You're going to find a way to have done that. I'm out. Color me done. Story's over. So the seals make their best guess, and they're like, okay, so this island, if you will, you know, Mm -hmm. not really, but this dry area in the cave is our best guess where they're going to go. So they dive in the water and they bring lines with them and it's super dark and they're struggling to get around different passages. You know, it's very narrow and they're going through and they get to that location uh, one and a half miles deep and no one's there. Fuck me, dude. On there. But there were also no bodies. Well, I guess that's a good as sign. Well. Yeah. So they were like, okay, so nothing is good. They were deeper in the cave, but they didn't know where. But right now, deeper than a mile and a half. I guess I was wrong because my lazy ass would have been like, I just got done playing soccer. I'll write my name <laughs> right here on this step and goodbye. And bye. So they had to come back. And of course, oxygen's a big problem, you know, underwater sure. and all that stuff. So they came back and now they're trying to figure out what's going on. More rescuers are involved at this point. So they're trying to pump water out of the cave, mm-hmm. which was difficult because it's monsoon season, but it did help kind of lower some of the water, but they're like working on trying to get this out. So now more and more people are getting called in. Wow. 48 hours into the cave. So this is 48 hours after they've been lost on there. Now people are starting to get concerned with they're running out of fresh water yeah. on this point. So humans and can survive. Air. Yeah. So humans can survive up to three days without water. Mm-hmm. But no one knows that there's anything drinkable in there. Right. They weren't planning on a big hiking trip. They came after practice and were like, cool, let's go to this cave for a little bit. Yeah, and they left like, their stuff at the side yeah. anticipating to be able to go back. So I can't imagine they brought much back down there. Yeah. So they didn't. They didn't bring hardly anything. Um, so now they're starting to be wondering, shoot, do these kids have any water? And they don't have food at this point. No one brought food. There's no crunchy granola moms <laughs> yeah. down there no. packing extra <laughs> no granola bringing bars. extra orange slices down yeah. there, you know? No, dude. Yeah. That's... That's not what's happening. So that's terrifying. So now they're starting, all these things are coming in to their brain. Um, By the fourth day, now the whole world is alerted as to what's going on. And now there's hundreds of rescuers trying to help. I love that, though. It's an international effort. 
rescuers across the world are lending in hand and they're trying to figure out are there alternate routes what's going on where are we at they they're facing brutal conditions because there's monsoons and there's muds and they're out there by this cave and they don't know where to go the thai seals are skilled divers, but not cave divers. Yeah, that's and not, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, like you've got one, and then you've got the other. Right. But usually they don't dive, and the other yeah. ones aren't climb or they're digging around in caves. oceans and lakes. Yeah, and, you know those it's things. Open spaces. Yeah, they're not diving in caves. There's really no reason. No, and cave dwellers aren't diving. So right. <laughs> how do you yeah. get both? And so, but they're learning as they go. That's cool. You know, they're trying to make it, um, but it's also adding more stress and it's becoming more challenging because they don't know how to do all of this. Right, right. By day five. So we're five days in. These boys are lost. Okay. Remember, three days, if they don't have water, they're probably dying at this point. How long can you do food? Is it six days or a week or something So like that? I go into that a little bit later, okay, but it's about two to four weeks. If really? You're, if you're not doing anything else and you have water. Oh, uh, so okay. if you're like laying there and you have Not water, yeah, then you can go about two to four weeks. I didn't know um, that. But, you know, I, I, I talk about it a little bit, but they're, they're these like skinny little athletic boys. Yeah. You I know, mean, like, they don't have a lot of fat reserves. Like I could probably last four weeks. Without <laughs> <food>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these little guys. Yeah, I mean, you they're athle- like you said, they're athletic. They're, athletic, they're teenage they're thin, boys. They're and- burning energy like crazy. Oh, if this gets lost, Boise, I'm going to be so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So we're five days in, and now we're calling in um, the British Cave Rescue Council. So this is Richard hmm. Stanton and John Volathan. Um, They're the best divers, like, basically in the world. Okay. And they're called in. And they immediately show up to the scene, bring out specialized equipment, and start diving, like, on the spot. Wow. Like, when they show up, they're like, we're going to figure Why some shit out. Why we five days? No, <laughs> if they're willing to do that, this is Thailand, and now we're calling like British. That's true. You're and you're, all stuff. you're calling people across. The yeah, world. you're yeah, calling yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. world in. Aww. By the end of this, we have thousands of people. That's amazing. Everybody was willing to help. So it this shows is worldwide. you there's good in the world. Isn't still. that kind of cool? I know. I, like, I like that. Okay. The U.S. military also responds. We have elite airmen, experience with rescues for just about anything. Can't keep our noses out. They're all. Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, we were uh, no, helping we were doing them. good. Yeah. No, we're doing good. Yeah. I'm kidding. So everyone, the best of the best of the best, is all coming together to figure out the what's going on. And it's amazing to me because, yes, that's heartwarming. Yeah. Um, this is 13 people. True. I mean, that's it's 12 a- boys and a coach. We had so many people willing to step in for another country, a relatively small group, but all these people were like, yep. We're in. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out. They dropped what they did, awesome. traveled this part of the world, and set up camps around the cave. That's amazing. In monsoon season. Oh, yeah. So you're right, because it's definitely, they're getting rained on. It's definitely getting miserable. shit on, and yeah. Yeah. Not lit- I meant shit on with the rain, not like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, you know, at this point, if the boys are so alive because they were able to find some sort of drinkable water, they're beginning to starve. No one knows at this point they're still alive. Which is amazing that no they're one has still any doing idea. anything because we're five yeah. days in. So now they're like, are we going in looking for bodies to retrieve them for the families? Or are we going in to find people alive? Mm, Pretty intense, intense, right? Yeah. That's crazy. So they're they're hoping that because if they're just sitting there and still, they can survive without the food. But, you know, this is one more thing. So now you had water and then you have food. Oh Engineers gosh. are called in. And they're starting to build 
things to divert water out of the cave and out of sinkholes. Wow. And so, and they are using huge tubes of water uh, made of plastic and bamboo. Oh, Whatever they had, basically uh-huh. anything they had available mm-hmm. to them. And they're starting to pump out huge amounts of waters. It's monsoon, so it took a little, it took a little while, but after several days, they were able to divert enough water to start lowering the water to make it more passable. Wow. In there. And so they're just trying to like get everything involved at this point. Right. Um on day 7, there's still no sign of the boys. We are 7 days in. We're 7 days in. Oh my god. Parents are obviously pacing, freaking out. Um they're not reassured. None of them are sleeping. There's video. There's there's a documentary on this. That's where I got all this information. Oh, okay. Okay. And there's videos and there's lots of news articles and they're just sitting there and they're like, "We're not sleeping. We're not really sure what's going on." Yeah, it's it's crazy. They actually called in trauma experts as well so they could help predict the state of the minds of the boys. So the idea that if they were to get them or if is there a chance of survival for them. So they were calling in everyone. Can you imagine that? So they've got the rescuers, you know, ambulances, Thai Navy SEALs, U.S. military, British Diver Council, uh, Rescue Diver Council. Mm -hmm. Engineers. Trauma experts. Yeah. Yeah. All these people are involved now. There are literally thousands of people. That's fucking crazy. Involved with this. That's so cool, though. Yeah. All around. You know, they're I all hate like the story, out. but I love the, yeah. gear, the camaraderie from yeah. around the world to save this small group of people. Yeah. So they're they're trying to predict the behaviors of these group of kids. Like, where are they and what's going on? Day nine, the water being pumped out is helping clear about a mile of the cave so they can start going deeper into the cave to start exploring it and trying nine to find these in. kids. That's nine days in. Day 10. They still haven't found the coach, and they don't know if the boys are alive. Have they found anything to give them? Anything? Nothing. Nothing? Other than the lack of bodies. Yeah, I guess that's a good sign. Yeah. I guess Like, they're not finding lifeless forms at this point. Right. But they still haven't found anything else. Right. You know, no no sign of life That's the best news you can take out of it. They haven't found anything. So because the water was getting diverted now, um, divers are able to go deeper. They're getting deployed in the darkness. I mean, at this point, media's out there, equipment's out there. Everyone is watching this. Okay. That's why I figured that you heard that headline because even I remember this from yeah. 2018. No, I definitely remember yeah. it. Yeah. No, I saw, the, I saw the title. I saw there was cave. I saw there was water. And I, I said, didn't know there was thousands of people involved. No, I had no, I had no clue. idea there was like engineers and right off of that. British and the U.S. military and the Navy SEALs. Kind of sad and, I didn't read about it, though. This is heartwarming already, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, it's intense. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being a parent knowing my kid is no, in a cave. Oh, my God, no. And 10 days in, we still don't know. No, I mean, I would where think, they're at. I'm not going to lie. On. I would think the worst. I mean, we're 10 days in. 10 they, they days had in. No, I know. We don't know they about water. Nothing in there. We don't know about food. Obviously, no food. Right. Unless they caught fish that happened to make their way in there. But no, doubtfully. That wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't happening. Uh, specialist divers were. Even, even like, the best of the best divers, they were scared to dive in these cave conditions because of how dark it was, how narrow it was. It was, like, two-foot passages in some areas. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't imagine going through a two-foot passage. So, yeah. So, the divers, the best of the best, mm-hmm. are scared to go in there. You can't see anything in front of you. God, if they're scared to do it. 
Yeah. I can only imagine what they're going through. Yeah. They're squeezing through these tiny areas. They're afraid of hitting like their head against something and knocking unconscious underwater. That's a very real Running out of oxygen, you know. By day 10, uh, after hours and hours, the divers made it to another location where they thought the boys might be and they still weren't there. Fuck me, dude. So now they're like, okay, so now they're even deeper. So when they got to this point, the divers were really low on their tanks and um, they said that as a diver... Shoot, is it a quarter of a tank or a third of a tank? Either way, there's a reserve that they try to never go beyond. Okay. You know, like they're always watching sense. their gauges. I can't remember what it is now. It's either a third or a quarter. I would never go past full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's like that safety reserve. Like once they hit that mark, they're like, turn around no matter what's going that on. That makes sense. So they got to this point and they're a little low on air, but they're like, man, if we could just go a little bit further, they resurfaced at an air pocket and they were like, let's just try it a little bit deeper in the cave. So they went a little further in the dark. They resurfaced at another air pocket and they found all the boys. And the what? All of them? Everyone was still alive at that point. You know what this reminds me of? Now I have so many questions. You remember that? Well, obviously you remember because you terrified me with it. With <laughs> Kristen, that story where the guy was in the submarine and he uh-huh. went, uh-huh. or not submarine, but the ship and uh-huh. there was an air pocket. How was their skin? What were they doing uh-huh. under there? Like, tell me everything. So the boys were relatively in good shape. The divers couldn't really do anything at that point. So now they can see the boys. So we're day 10 in. We know all the boys are there in the coach. They're all alive and they're there, but they can't do anything about it. They can't get them out. God. So the divers are like, we know you're here. We're so glad to see you. We have lots of people trying to help you right now. Please, please hang on tight. We're going to do what we can. Oh, my gosh. So the div- divers had to leave and then they go out and they immediately told the parents oh, out there, <laughs> which gets me all teary-eyed. And uh, the parents actually wrote all the divers' letters of thanking them. <laughs> oh, my God. All this stuff. So, like, they were thrilled with their kids. So, now, so they found the boys, and they say, you know, we thought that was the hard part, but that wasn't the hard part. Because now how do we get them out? Right. At this point. Yeah. If our most experienced divers are struggling to get in there, how are you supposed to get an 11-year-old boy that's never put on scuba gear out? Oh my, and they have to point? carry scuba gear. And obviously, they're not going to carry deep. They're Each deep in them, that cave. They have yeah. to go get one, bring them back. Go get another, bring them back. Yeah, what that's, are they supposed to do? That's so yeah. much. So now they're trying to come up with all their options. Um, what was nice is that a doctor of the Navy SEALs, because now they knew where the boys were, okay. a doctor of the Navy SEALs um, went through and met up with the boys, and he got to assess all their health. Oh, Because good. you can't just immediately, like, extract people. You don't even know where they're you at. You explained that last time. Yeah, you know. can't do that. You cannot do that. That's dangerous. <laughs> just, yeah, and you don't know their well-being. You don't know what they're going to do. So he was able to bring them water and some nutrients. Oh, good. And he tailored them to, like, how emancipated. Because you can't, like, bring them a giant steak dinner at this no, point. You have no, to no, give no. them very little amounts so their body doesn't shut down and freak out. So he gave a water. He assessed some of, like, their scrapes. So they had scrapes on their legs and their feet mm-hmm. from most likely hiking and sure. climbing. A lot of them were barefoot. They, they took off their shoes and walked in the cave. Okay. Type of thing. That makes sense. That's normal for Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Well, I would do it here now if I would not get crazy looks. But yeah. 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 <laughs> I love just... feeling the earth under your feet sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's grounding. So the doctor was there. Now, he wasn't able to treat them perfectly. He even says in his interview, he was like... It was the ugliest treatment I've ever done because all he did really was put, like, Bactine 
on okay. everything. Yeah. So were they like, submerged underwater at they all? Were or they were on dry land. Dry. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they were That's on a dry good. part of the That's cave. Good. Yeah. So they were there and um, they kept hope. And so the doctor was able to say, okay, great. We provided that. We treated cuts on you. Please hold strong. Please hold strong. Here's some granola bars. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> so why the boys had survived up to this point. Yes, so we're please. well into t- 10 at this point. The coach was actually a former monk. And he had taught them how to meditate to kind of hold strength. Wow. And I think I'm saying this right, but they were meditating su-su, which meant keep fighting. And so they would repeat this mantra and they the water was able to drip down from the cave and they were able to drink that and that was at least somewhat drinkable so the parents were so thankful for this coach um that they wrote gracious letters to the coach that the divers actually delivered to him while they were trying to figure out how to get him out so can you imagine that so like i was i was watching that Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, okay. So, I was like, <laughs> so, like, I was thinking this, and I don't know if it's just because as an American, we're a little more jaded in some areas. Yes, but areas. I feel like if that were to happen here and we had a coach that led a group of kids into a cave and they got stuck, that parents would be more angry with the coach. You're a mom. I'm not a mom. My first thought was, uh, why am I thinking you brought my fucking kids here? Okay. Yeah. But then I, I instantly was like, you're such a fucking American because yeah. he was doing something so magical for them that yeah. if it wouldn't have been monsoon season, they would have been like, my coach is the best. But we're so indoctrinated with hate and suing and all of that that yeah. we're built to find something wrong so I can make you wrong yeah. and I'm right. Yeah. So all these parents, none of them were angry. They were thankful because the coach helped keep their kids alive. That's amazing. And everything. That's cool. Which that, is so an glad. amazing way to look at it. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. Because I, he didn't know this was going to happen. No. No one goes in there thinking, oh, no. I hope I get trapped today. I hope I get trapped for two weeks in here. Yeah. And it's have crazy. to bring the whole world to help me. No. No. He was doing something sweet for the boys. And he kept the boys all alive. So I thought it was really cute that the divers actually sent, like, delivered the letters from mm-hmm. the parents and then helped provide cute. them, like, more hope. I think that's amazing. And they got there. So now we know where they're at. Mm-hmm. So they're there. Now the task is... How do we get about? What is this going to do? Yeah. They started drilling holes into the cave, like a mine shaft type of thing, okay. in different areas. But at the speed that they could drill, and they're not even certain they could drill all the way through the cave. Like, drilling is a big deal. Yeah. Like, sometimes we think it's really easy, but... Well, that's why I asked earlier about if it was mining or natural, because structurally, it can fuck with the cave. Yeah. I mean, I don't know so, a ton about it, but I know enough to know you fuck with it, it's going to collapse. Right. So they have to be careful with that. But in order to drill, even if they could, it's so material they may not even be able to get that far. But if they could, it would take about a month. So they were starting the drilling process, but they were like, we don't know what to do. Like, we're going to hope to do that. Um, Ultimately, they thought that maybe the boys scuba out was the best option. But again, none of them had ever been put on scuba gear. I, again, the most experienced divers in the world were uncomfortable diving in those conditions. And now I'm going to be like, hey, Monica, put this on your face and follow me out. No, dude. 
Right. Um, yeah. Like you'd panic and be scared. I would not do well. I would end up suffocating with an oxygen tank. Yeah. Me. Well, and they were running out of oxygen, which is why they started oh, have to yeah. go into. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they're exhaling carbon dioxide and they're losing oxygen. So they have the combination of both. Right. Oh, so fuck. They're kind of poisoning themselves. Now the divers are trying to give them some oxygen to help in this. Fifteen um, percent of oxygen is really all you need. To survive, okay. but if it dips even to the 10 to 12%, it's dangerous. I didn't even think about that. And all the rescuers that are coming up to greet them are also expelling CO2. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, well, how are we getting these, these fucking kids? <laughs> Get them out! <laughs> so, because of the oxygen levels, divers started faring, like, hundreds of oxygen tanks back and forth to the boys. Oh. And this one diver, Suman Kunan, who was a retired Thai Navy SEAL, so he came out of retirement, and he was delivering these tanks. And on the way back, he um, he didn't make it. He ended up dying from asphyxiation. <gasps> no. And his dive partner had to swim his body out. Like, he just shut down because he was working overtime. Oh. Trying to get these boys oxygen tanks, and he overextended himself, and he ended up dying. Mm. Poor guy. That's sad. That's terrible. He came out. Like, he was a badass. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. just, like, me going in there like, oh, let me help. He was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Came know? out, gave it his absolute came all out of retirement to save these to children. Save these, yeah, these kids <sighs> on there. But he ended up dying. What an amazing guy. That, I will tell you, was the only casualty. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I there's still a lot more to the story, but wow. just to give you know, like he was a true hero because he probably saved all those boys. Yeah, with all those or oxygen tanks. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. However, after he died, moral with all like morale with the whole all this uh, the rescuers kind of tanked. I'm sure because now they're like shit. The one thing that had us going was that there was no casualties in this whole disaster, and now we lost one of our own, and now we know even, we already knew it was dangerous, but now it's, like, in our face mm-hmm. how dangerous this task is. Does it say how long from the point that they're at to them is swim-wise? So, it was, it's hard to map out in the cave, but it was estimated to be well over two miles. So each time they're going to see them, they're diving two miles there and back. Right. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it was. I get it. It was yeah, super a far. Lot. And it's not even a straight line. So probably how they were diving, it actually took longer. Right. Because they're going up and down and weaving in between mm-hmm. tunnels mm-hmm. and, you know. And you said some of it was really narrow. So they had to take time. They come up to air pockets and, and dive back yeah. down and then air pocket Like some dry mm-hmm. land and go back down. And, That's crazy. Like, yeah. That's a was, lot. It was a mess. One of the ideas of getting them out is that maybe they have to wait until the monsoons are done for the air, right? So they're trying to drill a hole. They're trying to divert water, but it's still dumping rain like crazy periodically. Yeah. And there's a storm coming in a few days. So, but the monsoons would be another four months. And that would also mean that the boys could possibly drown if the water levels continue to rise. And, you know, they're not able to get oxygen to them. So that causes more risk. So now they're like, okay, well, probably not the best option. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like they keep going back to the scuba. They keep going, we're going to have to figure out how to get these boys to dive out of mm-hmm. there. But they tried everything. They had all the best minds. They're on site. All the information. Mm-hmm. They're getting um, incredibly updated weather, you know, the whole time. And they're just trying to figure out 
what do we have to do? What are our best options? No one really wants to scuba because it's incredibly dangerous. Two right miles now, with kids, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Now they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get 13 people who have never worn scuba gear attempt a cave dive that has already taken the life of a highly experienced diver? Wow. How do you do that? I don't- it's crazy. I will tell you how. <laughs> I, saying, I don't know, but I know you're going to tell me. Yeah. Um, so the, the British divers that were the best in the world, they actually rehearsed the rescue in a local swimming pool with children. Engineers wow. were like planning routes. Like this was not a get in, get out. Like they really thought about this process right. and got everyone involved because they, they didn't want to lose anybody on the trip. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, the monsoons were a little bit on the easy side. They knew a storm was coming. Mm-hmm. It was already been predicted. And so they were going to get a shit ton of rains coming here soon. But at this point, they had a little bit of leeway so they could kind of prepare. So engineers are still trying to plan routes in and out of the cave. What's the best way? They're trying to work on continuing to divert water so they can get as much leeway as they can. Um, Ultimately, they came up with a plan that a diver would swim with each child individually out of the cave. But they were really worried that the children would panic and would try to remove the gear at some point during the dive. Remember, it's dark. It's tight. They've mm-hmm. never done it. All that stuff. Um, and they're, Or they might flail around and cause harm to themselves or the diver that was trying to escort them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like when you're trying to save somebody in a pool by himself. Yes. I mean? They kick and you have to control them there to keep them yeah. from drowning. I can't imagine it's diving. dangerous at that point. So one of the things they decided to help is that a full scuba mask would be the best option for them. So they had to... Get all that gear available. Sure. So, so that's like a full mask, so you can breathe like normal through your oh. mouth and your nose. Okay. Whereas instead of just doing it through your mouth, like you oh, typically like the, the, think, yeah, yeah, you see the yeah. The I actually snorkel with a full mask. It's glorious. That sounds fucking. You call it glorious. I no, call it terrifying. It's glorious. Right? It's just like a big window in front of your face, but you can breathe normally. I don't want to see what's in there. <laughs> But they're right anyway. <laughs> You're such a baby. <laughs> You're over here. It's fucking beautiful. It no, is beautiful. Dude. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the Kraken's down there, and you're just welcoming it into your view. So sharks. They were oh, they dude. were nurse sharks. So they were really big. Oh, but like you know, they weren't gonna do anything to me. Anyways, I wish you guys could see my face right now. I'm hella sus about what's coming out of her mouth. <laughs> no, the trust me and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to the full mask because <laughs> that would help keep them calm the most, right? You okay. can breathe like normal. Yeah, that makes there, sense. On there. That's your um, best shot at keeping calm. But then they decided to completely avoid the panic that they would actually drug the boys. Fuck yes. Which I had no idea. So basically they they're do. dragging them out of there. Yeah. That's probably your best Which bet, is though. also really dangerous, right? Well, you work at the hospital. You know that if you overdrug someone, they can stop breathing. You have to monitor them at And what all are you going to do when you're under the water? Yeah. And someone starts breathing. What if you give them too much? What if you and don't give dark. them enough? How do you even know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's still really risky, but they figure, like, that's probably the best at way to point, do. At this point, it's your best bet. They're, they're going to give them a mild cocktail of Valium and ketamine. Now we're sounding like your cult story. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't those crazy? <laughs> That's kids on ketamine is so on. They're hilarious. Day fifteen of them being stuck in this cave. Oh my god! The first rescue attempt mission is about to take place. And how do you decide who gets to go first? 
I don't know. Like, you go in there you and did, everybody... You like, the worst w- condition one right. and then hope, I mean, or... but truly, like, everybody's probably sitting there staring at you, looking like, please, for the love of God, get me out yeah. of here. I don't know and how you, you decide have that. To ch- you have to choose, You go too. youngest to oldest? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You definitely can't take the adult. The adult has to be last. And he's like, fuck you. I'm tired of being in here, too. Oh, yeah. If I was the adult, though, there's no way we'd no. go first. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd be like... But, I mean, like, it's 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 one of those... And I don't know how you pick. I don't know. I don't know. 15 don't know days in, survival's taking over. I can't. I can't imagine yeah. how they did that. 15 days. That's crazy. And they found him on day 10. Yeah, they've been in there for five days knowing, knowing they're there. Yeah, knowing they At least there. they were able to bring them food and oxygen yeah, though, and like, water. Yeah, like water. And yeah. everyone was trying to figure out how to get them out. They attempted it on day 15. Mm-hmm. There are now five flooded areas of the cave with a few dry areas in between. Okay? Wow. There are dozens of OT of drivers with oxygen tanks and they're positioned along the route. Okay. So it's going to be a drop-off point. Along the way. That makes sense. Uh, that's kind of like a rally. Or a uh-huh. relay. What is it? Relay? Yeah. Rally. Whatever. Relay. Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was. I knew it started with an R, but yeah, yeah. like a relay race. Yes. That's exactly yes. what it is. Pass them on. Oh, that's actually and kind they of ingenious. Have 13 ambulances waiting outside the cave to distribute one smart. for each kid and the coach. That's smart. So everyone's waited. Like, they're like, okay. All hands on deck. We're, we're going to start this. So they advised the boys that they were going to be drugged and the plan to get them out. And the boys are like, ready. They're like, let's go. Let's do this. And of course, there was a big fight between the doctor and some of the rescuers saying like, I'm not going to do this. And they're like, you have like, there's no choice. And he's like, but if I get the doses wrong, doses are based on weight and everything. And like, you're yeah, making your best guess as to what's going on. You can't weigh them there. So they're trying to shoot him up with the right amount of drugs to where... They're oh, calm. so they did it all intravenous yeah. as well. So how the fuck did the, not that I don't know if you know this, but like when you're when you're um, dehydrated, just because I've worked in the hospital for so mm-hmm. long, finding a vein mm-hmm. is so fucking hard. How do they do that? I don't know. I mean, I know they probably. I don't know. I could go into this forever, but like the fact yeah. that they were able to find a vein, yeah. in these children and the and maybe adult they is took insane. some of it orally. I don't know, but they were like it, that doesn't last as long. Yeah, when they do it, so yeah, that's they insane. needed to happen right away, and um, they had to drug them enough so they wouldn't panic, but still be able to follow basic instructions and keep breathing. That's hard to yeah. find that right cocktail. Yeah, when I when I was listening, when I was watching the movie and the documentary and like reading the news, I was like, I don't. That's. How much pressure that doctor was under trying to find that right cocktail mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. Like, my heart broke for him. I yeah. was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's a lot of pressure to find on him. And he's, I don't know how much you know about that, but, like, usually the 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 pharmacists. Yeah. And all of them do that. And yeah. the doctor's like, I, yeah, mean, I can do it school too. For. They know what drugs but... to give, but the pharmacist is the one that has to calculate exactly. everything. So right? now you're yeah. putting double the work on yeah. him. Now Interesting. Poor guy. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. Crazy. Crazy. Voice just squeaked really loud. But good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mickey Mouse over here. Don't sue me, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> they got money. Let's not. I don't have this. money. You can sue me, and the, the most expensive thing I have I'll is my like, bed. Uh, you can have it. <laughs> your bed. <laughs> I like to sleep well. <laughs> So, please don't sue her. But, okay, so the plan was to drug the kids. They were full scuba masks. Each diver was 30 minutes apart from one another. Wow. 
And there was one diver per kid, mm-hmm. so they weren't taking out multiples. They would guide the boys out of the cave while being underwater for about tw- 1,200 feet at a time or mm-hmm. about 15 minutes at a time, depending on the distance. And, again, it's dark, it's murky, and some of the areas are only two feet wide. Like, I, I, I said that before, but, like, we need Let's to know that, like, this was the worst of the worst conditions yeah. on there. Once the diver reached a dry area, a new diver was waiting with fresh O2 tanks, and they would check on the kid. Again, they're drugged up. Hard to tell. They're kind of lifeless at this point. So they're looking for any air bubbles they can sure. find or anything. And they're like, is this kid still alive? I mean, I don't mean to be a dick, can you but divers down are in that doctors. <laughs> they're not doctors. Yeah. How the fuck do they They're know? not doctors. Yeah. They're not nurses. They're not CNAs even. Can you imagine like being further down the line and wondering if you were going to get an alive kid or a dead kid? No, dude. By the time I got to. Like, how fucked up is your mental Nobody's state at this point? Nobody's calling me to save anybody in water or a cave. <laughs> so, no, I cannot. But I could. No, I cannot yeah. imagine. I cannot imagine. Yeah. So, every 30 minutes, a kid is getting passed along. Wow. About 15 minutes back, you know, between areas, all that stuff. So, it's pretty crazy. That's intense. And they're just doing that over and over That is and a over. lot of people to need to have on hand, too. Yeah. During one point of the dive, one of the divers... Um, told about one of his struggles is that he got his helmet caught oh, fuck. and it was starting to strangle him. And this was, he didn't have a kid. He was trying to get to the point where he was going to get a kid. So he was on his way. Thank God he didn't have a kid. Jeez. But because the area is sort of tight, tight, his head, his helmet got caught on something above him, mm-hmm. one of the rocks or whatever. And it started strangling the strap around him. And he had, it's dark. So they're holding on to this guideline, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this rope or whatever, whatever it is, cord yeah. in the water. And he has to let go of that guideline to undo his helmet to get yeah, it dude. unstuck, put it back on. And he had to find that rope again in the dark. And he's like, it only took me a few minutes, but it was the longest damn minutes of my life I'm because sure. I couldn't see anything around me mm-hmm. this whole time. That's terrible. Even with flashlights or, yeah. you know, lights or anything. Yeah, that's not going to do much. No. That, doesn't, that only goes so far. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> pits of hell. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, you know, these rascals are going through it. They don't know if they are getting dead kids or alive kids. I I can't even imagine the pressure everyone was under. No. At this point. No. Because, I mean, this is like, this is the Super Bowl of everything. They've been planning and planning and planning oh, and planning. for two and, weeks now. And now they're finally here and yeah. they're having to do it. But, like, who knows what the fuck is happening under yeah. there. They're all just doing and it. And this is a long process. So, um, yeah, this is a long process. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. How long did this take all together? Or? It took uh, three days. Three days to get all yeah. together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I know I just got really close to the mic. I am sorry, guys. I yeah. am befounded. What? Yeah. So after diving, they had to climb out of the cave. So once you're done diving and you get to the entrance, that's not the end of the ordeal. The kids were then placed on stretchers, and the stretchers were passed to different rescuers. And there's like based on like rope lines and, and everything, trying to pull them out. Oh my! Uh, god. And they're drugged. That's true. Point. Yeah, they're dead weight. Yeah, I mean, I, all, I don't mean to be yeah. ominous or anything. Or yeah. gross, but they're dead weight. Yeah, so now you've got parents that are waiting outside the cave, not knowing which kid's coming out next. And they've Ambulances been there for two are weeks. there. Helicopters are there to rush anyone out. Um, so, again, on day 18, all the kids and the coach are rescued, and all of them survived. Amazing. 
even after the kids were rescued, they had to work. Now, all the kids are out. Now they have to get all the rescuers out. No. Of the cave. I I forgot there were so many people in there. There There's so many people in there. And the pumps that were dividing the water are starting to give out. And now the cave is starting to fill with water. Oh, fuck me, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, really. I already already spoiled it. Yeah, there was only one. one, But, like. The fact I can't that even they imagine how terrifying that no, is. The fact that they got him out when they did was almost like there was no there would have been no other time. Yeah. Thank God they did it yeah. when they did it because it sounds like it was probably filling. And the monsoons quickly. were coming on as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So like the next bout of monsoon. That or was it, or they were all dead. So in order to get out in time, because the cave was filling up with water, rescuers had to leave all their equipment behind or most of their equipment behind and just to make it out in time. Wow. As it was filling up. Uh you know, again, there was over 10,000 rescuers that came together by the end of it. A lot of people. All at once. Insane. Are you insane? Like, I don't mean to be crass and say, well, it was only 13 people. What the heck? But this was worldwide 10,000. I I don't know an event like that no. for 13 people. No. I know the whole world came together when we had 9-11 and we sure. had the Twin Towers go down. But there was far more people in a really big popular city, all those things. Yeah. But like a cave in Thailand with a soccer 13 team. 13 people. That really 10, just shows people the good worldwide. people that there really is. We, God, we are so fucking jaded. <laughs> and 18 days. Yeah. Like I mean, they ten, all stopped. They, nobody was getting they paid for any of this. No. They're, no, they're donating no, equipment and everything. Yeah. They brought it, a all lot of money went into this. Yep. So. Which just goes to show you that there cannot be a dollar amount put on people's lives. No. Like we do cannot. constantly all the time here. Let me get my resources. So oh, it was yeah, the yeah, Tive yeah. Cave Rescue documentary by Nova and mm-hmm. then History.com and BusinessInsider.com. Okay. Cool. So the documentary is awesome. Please watch it. It yeah, is yeah, so, for so sure. cool. But is, isn't that crazy? Are you freaked out? I mean, I gave you the, I gave the spoiler that you there was only one say? casualty. It, it, was, it was terrifying, but like there was so much good clouding my... I don't know, anxiety. And you didn't know any of that, did you? No. When I you heard the story? No line? idea. I the other it. story with the fucking boat sent me into I went <laughs> home and was like <gasps> You know what I mean? But this one, there was so much good. There's a lot of hope. There was like a lot I of hope. I can't believe the kids survived. Like they yeah. they had water, they had oxygen, they had food until ten days until someone came to them. Yeah. No, because the coach is really the reason for that. I think he's amazing. I think yeah. he's amazing. I think he's yeah. the reason why they're probably all still alive. Oh, obviously. I would, I would put money on that. He's a hundred percent the mm-hmm. reason. They lasted as long as they could until the rescuers exactly. got there. Yeah, and then all those rescuers. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay, not as bad. No, no, There's no, a no, lot no, of no, glimmer no. in there. Today, you know, like, when we recorded these stories, I told you mine wasn't that bad, and you told me yours was, uh... I know, these are kind of light. Yeah. But I thought this one was so cool. No, it was a good story. I've never... Really, I never really knew good. those ideas. I liked it. So, good. I, I enjoyed this. It did you? Yeah, I did. I actually enjoyed it. Okay. It wasn't as cringy and anxiety. And yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we... Our little mantra with it just seemed to come home with this one mm-hmm. I like the coach just took control and trusted his gut and hoped for everything i feel like that's a lot of our stories we tell they all trust their gut they yeah. un- they trust themselves mm-hmm. i like that they come forward uh-huh. as always you know please subscribe yes, and that write reviews especially that please guys please <laughs> <laughs> tell us you love us or tell us you don't i'll only look at the love though so yeah. it's okay please just tell us you love us <laughs> <laughs> i'm not built for the other but. stuff
Yeah, we appreciate you. We have a lot of fun doing this, so we hope to continue doing it. Absolutely. But in the meantime, trust your gut. And play to win.